Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OT's Get Paid podcast, episode 57. Today, we are discussing the benefits of a CEO retreat. These can be really hard to do for a few reasons. Many of us Our major problem is that we are too busy working in the business to work on the business. And we get lost in the weeds and in the to-do work. There's a few reasons why I believe this happens. The first is many of us don't identify as a CEO. Many of us are still shifting our identity from thinking like a therapist, then maybe mm, honoring the fact that you are actually a business owner to then fully inhabiting the role of CEO. And I understand that that takes time, that evolution happens for many of the OTs that I talk to and that I work with, and it happened with me as well. My encouragement is the sooner that you can embrace that you are the leader of a business, that you are the CEO of this company, the sooner you can reap the benefits from leading as a CEO. We're going to talk more about that coming along. Another reason why so many of us are too busy working in the business and not on the business is because we often use this busy work to hide from navigating or guiding the business. That procrastination of another Canva image or another social media post when what you need to do is sit down, pull back, reflect, sit at 30,000 feet, and make a plan. That can be very, very hard for many of us. Some of us are naturally strategic thinkers. Some of us are natural futurists. That is one of my Clifton strengths. I 
go in that direction very, very easily, but not everybody does. And there's no shame in that. If it doesn't come naturally, learning how to do that will come easy to you as an OT because I know you've done it for your clients. You are not stuck in short-term thinking to-do list with your clients. You need to navigate the admission to discharge for all of your clients. And that's really what it means to be working on your business as well. So maybe when I say business here, your OT business, you can almost think, well, how does it work for a client? And therefore, I'm pretty sure I have those skills. Additionally, so many of us are high achievers. Carlin Neek was on our podcast, episode 49. She did an exceptional job. I highly recommend you go and listen to that because so many of us are stuck in overthinking and feeling inadequate and not knowing how to push through that because of feeling stuck in high achieving and not being able to be perfect is another reason why we get stuck working in the business and not on the business, especially if you don't really know what to do next. Not knowing what to do next is also reflected in not really understanding that not all tasks are created equal. Some tasks are $10 tasks and some tasks are $10,000 tasks. This is something I teach my clients in the road to 100K for people that are in the start phase of their business that are well on, that want to start and then eventually make 100K gross a year without working 80 hours, by the way. And the 100K Club, which are people that are already grossing $100,000 a year and want to be growing and scaling their business more. If you're not sure where you live in this land of start, grow, and scale, I encourage you to take the OTs Get Paid quiz. The link is in the show notes. It will help you suss out where your business is at and give you some next steps. Also, keep an ear out because... Coming again in the fall, late summer, early fall, we are going to be relaunching the Road to 100K and the 100K Club, and we really want you to be able to join and learn the skills that are required for what do I do next to start and grow and scale this business. So the solution that I'm offering today for us to help work on the business some more is a CEO retreat. I know for a fact, after having spoken and worked with hundreds and hundreds of OTs that own OT businesses, that that is one of the major differences between you and an OT business owner who is more quote-unquote successful on the outside than you, meaning they're probably making more money, they're working less hours, they are hitting their goals. They have more freedom in their schedule. These seems to be the fundamentals that OTs come to me and talk to me about why they want to open their own business. And the solution really is that roadmap, knowing what is next. Again, you wouldn't bring a client in and two minutes before they walk in the door, decide what to work on next. Okay, asterisk. We've all done that. (laughs) I'm not saying that I haven't. And yet sometimes the day-to-day or week-to-week or however frequency you're seeing a client Sometimes that program planning, you might not know exactly in the moment, but I know that you know where you want to take your client. And that is what I'm talking about. Do you know where you want to take your business and how to do that? We have discussed various ways of creating this roadmap for yourself using various formats. 
One of the things that I firmly believe in is the weekly CEO report. And I discussed that in episode 56, which was really recent, where I talk about one of my most basic productivity systems, which includes the weekly CEO report. It is a freebie that I have. I teach people how to use it as a client in my in my groups. And it is a very simple tool that allows you to keep track of what you've done and where you need to go week by week. Another format that we've discussed at length here is the having a strategic plan. We have a podcast about the strategic plan, which is season one, episode 14, as well as another freebie on the format that I use, the template that I use, and I give you prompts on how to walk through it. This has been so popular, I even created a CEO VIP, or pardon me, a VIP day around it called the CEO Payday, where you can work with me for five, six hours and we hammer out what your plan for your business should be for the next 90 days, one year, and three years. Of late, one of the things that I've been discussing, because there's a lot more people that are approaching me with interested in starting an OT business, is not to get too caught up in a huge strategic plan right off the bat. And right now, what I'm teaching in the founding membership of the Road to 100K, which is ending next week, actually, is setting 90-day goals. This is something I learned from Melissa LaPointe. This is something that Stephen Covey talks about all the time. And this is the benefit of setting quarterly goals. 90-day goals, things are easy and achievable. And getting in this habit is better than looking at an entire strategic plan and thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. So setting simple 90-day goals for yourself is also another solution. The new one, the one we're talking about today, is my OG, my original solution to helping my former bricks and mortar grow and scale, and that is the CEO retreat. If you want to hear more about that, go all the way back to season one, episode one, where I introduce myself, but I talk about how sitting on my dock at the cottage, working on my business on holiday, which sounds like an oxymoron, but it wasn't at that point, um, you know, really helped me get out of the plateau that we had experienced at Spring OT in the midst and low six figures. So the level of detail about what it is, when it is, and what you want to achieve and the prep that is required is really going to depend on where you are in your business. If you're start, grow, or scale, and again, I lead you to the podcast notes to be able to take that quiz so that you will know. What I'm going to discuss today is universal, and you can scale it or tweak it as you see fit depending on where you are in a business. So for example, if you have a team, you're going to be bringing the team. If you have department heads, you can delegate different sections to different heads. Whoever's on your senior leadership team, you can have them as a small breakout before the larger team. You might have it happen longer. You might have it happen quarterly. These are decisions that you can make. For today, we're going to give an overall structure to get the juices flowing. So let's jump in. What is a CEO retreat? At the very least, it's you. Plus time, plus an agenda, equals outcomes. Okay, that's Trish math. You can tell I was never very good at math. But really, I want to keep things simple. Boy, oh boy, 
running the first Road to 100K program these last two months has really made me even more focused on keeping things simple and not overthinking or overcomplicating everything. This might be my new mantra. At very least, I want you and I want you to give yourself some time. And I'd like you to come in with some sort of agenda. We're going to be talking about what that could be coming up. Where can you do this? Where can- Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley? As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website templates and you've got your download. Sounds great. Can you be alone? Where can you find time to think? Where can you find time to dream and feel as though it is a treat? Again, as I alluded to earlier, the intro episode, you're going to hear again of how mine was simply sitting on the dock at my cottage. I love to read And I used to spend multiple, multiple, multiple weeks at the cottage in the summer when my children were little. That was a huge value in my company. I knew that they would grow up, and indeed they have. And I'll tell you what, this summer, I'm not around them. They're not around me, so I'm really glad. Thank you, Pastrish, for doing that for your family. Sitting on the dock, watching my kids swim in a bathing suit after I had swum, watching them water ski, having you know, enjoyable cold beverage at my hand really didn't feel like work. And I got to read fiction. I got to listen to work podcasts. I would take a walk. I would read a load of business books and watch some webinars. And that's where I found the time. Over the years, it has changed for me. And let's talk about when this can also occur. I love to do mine in the summer. I've also shifted it recently to the start of September because for me, that's when my kids are settled into school. We still have gorgeous weather when I live. The rates have gone down and I want to take myself away. I take myself to the mountains. I live an hour outside of the Rocky Mountains and I walk and I hike and I can still go in the river a little bit and swim and eat delicious soup and read books and listen to podcasts. You might want to do yours at the end of the year. You might want to do yours quarterly. You might want to rent a hotel room for yourself. I know I've heard of people renting hotel rooms for a few days. I've heard of people taking themselves to a family retreat. I've heard of, you know, like a cabin. I've heard of people that have rented an Airbnb and they've done it with a few other entrepreneurial CEO friends. There's lots and lots of ways that you can do it, but I want to make sure that you do not overschedule yourself and that this feels like an exciting treat. We don't want this to feel like work. We want this to come from inside. So we've talked about what it is. We've talked about when is it, and I want to talk more about what you can achieve. 
I'm going to break this down into four areas that I have just started to talk about more frequently in the podcast and with clients. And that is operations, financials, fulfillment, and marketing and sales. Those four business categories are really the primary ones that I want the majority of you to be focusing on. Now, team development, sure. New product development, maybe. These are other things that we can pull in, and yet they're not universal to all. So let's focus on ops, financials, fulfillment, and marketing and sales. And we'll just brainstorm here some things that you could put on your agenda. In terms of operations, this is the systems and the data. Anything that you can automate, delegate, or delete, which could include staffing here, and how your business runs. What can you put on your agenda where you can Dig deep in your operations to see how your systems, where do you need more systems? Where do you need more data? Where do you need to delete that? Where is it not realistic? Where are you making it too complicated? Where do you have redundancies? Where do you need to hire somebody, even a simple VA for five hours a week? Or maybe somebody on a project basis to help you get a system up and running. You can pay them $20 an hour while you bill out whatever it is you bill out, your 100 or 200 or whatever dollars an hour, that is a good use of your money. How are you going to do that? What is that going to look like? That is something, some ideas for operations. Number two area is financial. Some of the things that come from mind here are taxes. Do you have a system for taxes? Are you caught up in taxes? Do you know where you're saving your taxes? Have you met with your accountant to discuss how you could save for taxes or pay fewer taxes going forwards. Do you have an invoicing system that you like? Do you need to review that? Does it need to be automatic? Do you need to source that out? Are you finding yourself doing that at the end of the month on a Sunday between the hours of 5 and 10 and your family wants to hang with you? Is that something that you can address? And obviously, reviewing past income, cash flow, and expenses and planning for the future. Do you know what you typically make a month? Do you know what you've typically made a quarter? Do you know what you've typically made a year? And do you know what you want that to look like going forward? What are your expenses like? Have you, when's the last time you gave a really good hard eye look at everything that you spend? Do you need to spend money on Trello? Do you need the expensive Canva? What do you need and what do you not need? I know OTs are pretty frugal bunch. This is still well worth casting an eye to. And can you do this on your own? Do you even have the systems? We teach you the systems in my two programs. So if you need that, give us a holler. Also, do you have a bookkeeper or an accountant that you can have these conversations with? Talk to them. So we've talked about operations. We've talked about financial. Next is fulfillment. This is the job. This is the job that you've created the company to do. So are you doing what you say you're going to do and are you doing it well? How do you know that? How do you measure the success of your company? Are you getting feedback? Are you getting testimonials? Are you getting customer complaints? How do you measure the success of your clients? Are you using goal attainment scales? Do you have anything qualitative or quantitative in place for not just, hey, we love 
Trish Williams Consulting and OTs get paid. But yes, when I started the road to 100K, I was here. And where I ended was here. And that is a success to me, Trish. Therefore, I'm going to give you this positive feedback. Do you know what you're actually measuring? And are you the one to be, we could almost put this back in ops. Are you the one to create those systems? If you don't have this information, are you the one to create those systems or do you need to hire somebody to do that on a project basis? Are you the person now or the complete opposite? Are you the person now that needs to do all the fulfillment? Do you need to see all the clients? My guess is you strongly resonate with one or the other. I have truly met both types of therapists, therapists that are making seven figures, running seven figure businesses that are looking at me and saying, I want to get back to treating more. Guess what? You're allowed. You're allowed to do that. So who do you need to put into place? There's others, and I happen to be in this category, that have been very happy sitting on the floor, sitting in ball pits with kids for you know, 10s and 20s and 25s of years and are now saying, hmm, I have a thrill and actually I'm really good at starting and growing and scaling businesses. And therefore, I'm going to honor more of the CEO role that fits with my zone of genius, that fits with my age and stage. So in terms of fulfillment, who needs to be there? Most to some of you, it may be hiring a therapist. To me, and OTs get paid in Trish Williams Consulting. I just hired my first coach for the road to 100K. And that person was thrilled. So there's different ways of hiring for fulfillment depending on what you want to do more of. Operations, financial fulfillment, and lastly is marketing and sales. Boy, oh boy. Are you throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks? Or do you know that your business is a machine that will help you make money? Do you have a marketing system? Do you know what your prime mover is in marketing? Do you know the one thing that you do in marketing that gets you the most customers? Do you know how many calls a week you get, a month you get, or however you gain clients? We're not talking about how many followers you have on Instagram. And if that's important to you and you're selling through Instagram, then great, track that. Are you spreading yourself too thin? Do you have too many marketing spaghetti strands and you need to tighten it up based on the data you have and where you want to go find your people? Do you have the traffic, meaning the eyeballs, and the leads, meaning the eyeballs who give you their email addresses, and the customers, people who are paying you? Over the years, I've realized that I have spent a lot more time focusing on marketing than sales with all of the OTs I've spoken to, from people who are starting to people who are earning seven figures. And that's because, as you could hear when I had previous seasons, and season two was marketing and sales, OTs are banging at sales. Why? Because sales is a conversation, and sales comes from the magic of when you have the right offer and you're talking to the right person. I know those of you in the start phase are still worried people are going to say no when you bring up money, but those of us and those other people out there who are way past that, who are earning 25, 30K a month, seven figures, 100K a month, it doesn't come up. The money doesn't come up as much as you think it comes up. It's really about do you have the solution and do you have the solution in front of the right person? And then all you do is listen to their problem, and if you can fix it, 
You tell them how you can fix it with the promise and the process and the prices last. So have you done all of this in your marketing and your sales? And listen, maybe you want to teach people how to do sales. That's something that we work on all the time. In that case, you know, way back when I had that goal and that's when I made sales a goal. So again, these are some things that can come to mind that you can think to yourself, you know what, I really need to know how to do this part better. And do you need, do you know how to actually improve them? So in operations, financial fulfillment and marketing and sales, I want you to pick one thing. One thing in either each area or half a thing in each area or, you know, no more than four. Ideally, one thing in each area, unless you are just like banging in marketing and sales and you're like, you know what? We need to really work on ops. Financial's pretty good and fulfillment's great. I'll let you make that decision. But I'm trying to keep it simple and say, don't pick more than one thing in each category to focus on. It won't happen. And can you write that out as a plan? It can be in your daytime journal. It doesn't have to be in the fancy templates that I've given you, especially if you're a solopreneur and you don't need to share this information with anybody. It can live in a pen and paper system. I prefer something online because it's more organized like Trello or Asana or Monday or some of these project management tools because eventually you're just going to have pages and pages and pages of paper and eventually you're going to need to share some of that information with your very part-time VA or project manager or whomever, the brand new therapist that you hire. So that is a loose agenda. We've talked about what it is When can it happen? What do you want to achieve? And lastly, we're going to talk about the preparation that is required to do this. Rachel Rogers recommends a time audit, a two-week time study, she calls it, to really look and see where you are spending your time. I have a template that I use for people in the 100K Club to be able to help them do this, and it is quite mind-blowing where you actually spend your time. I talk about this briefly in the Date Your CEO Self episode, season one, episode 16. And also we're going to dive a little deeper into what I mentioned earlier about the difference between $10,000 and $10,000 tasks. This is where reflecting on the role of CEO becomes so important. I want you to get really, really clear and honest and maybe even a little harsh, although I fully believe in giving ourselves all grace. But what do you need to do to look at that next You know, look in the mirror and say, Williams, are you still spending the majority of your time on $10 tasks versus $10,000 tasks? Most of those at the stages where you are at are going to be around fulfillment and, you know, developing the right offer for your people and marketing and sales, really marketing and some ops to start out with. And if you don't have a financial goal and you don't, aren't tracking it, then, you know, that's another place to start. But those are the important areas to really look at first. We go into depth on this, as I mentioned, in the 100K Club. I will say that once I started getting really, really clear with how I spent my time, I realized I could only work a certain number of hours, and that was less. When you really work on $10,000 tasks, when you really spend time on the tasks that move the biggest levers in your business, it can be tiring at first. There's more pressure. There's more stress. These are things that take more brain power and that you and you alone can do. You might love Canva, and I'm not going to take it from your cold, dead hands. (laughs) 
But Canva does not require the same amount of brain power that it does to figure out how to find somebody to be an affiliate for your program or another large contract for your clinic. Those are harder tasks, and that's okay because you've never done this before. Newsflash. When you get serious, I merely am mentioning, don't be surprised if you get more tired, and don't be surprised if you need to work less. That's okay, too. And just take some baby steps. You don't have to go from zero to 100 on this, or 10 to 10,000. <laughs> Lastly, in terms of preparation, do you know your vision and your mission? Do you know your why, as Simon Sinek would say? Again, I've discussed in the Road to 100K, I believe with anybody that's in the start, we really just want to set 90-day goals. That's plenty. But if you have one or two paying clients, now is the time to focus on what is the vision and the mission for your company. Again, I talk about this somewhat in the Season 1, Episode 14 podcast episode of Build Your Strategic Plan, and I also do it in depth with people that want to book a VIP day with me, a CEO payday, and you can do that through the links in the show notes as well. It is time for you to really dig deep and look at exactly why you're doing what you're doing and what your big hairy, audacious goal mission is. I know you want to change the world. I, I know you do. I know you have big dreams for your ideal client. And it's time to start focusing on some of that as well. And that can be beautiful preparation for coming in to nail an agenda. Now, if you don't have this, if you don't have a time study and you haven't really reflected on the role of CEO and you have no idea what a vision and a mission is, I'm actually going to give you permission to maybe do that in your CEO retreat. See? See how that works? You don't have to listen to every single word I tell you. I'm giving you permission to say, wait, I have to prep all of this before I actually get to the retreat where I actually don't have time to take away from my family and my furry people and my J-O-B and da 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 Trish Williams, you're crazy. I'm going to give you permission. If the preparation for my recommended prep is enough to make you get the juices flowing to realize that's what you need to do, then just do that. Just do something. It can be an overnight. You can sit in the lobby of a hotel. You can go sit in your sister's house because at least it's different than yours. And you can tell your niece and nephew not to bug you, but maybe your sister would even cook you a dinner. <laughs> not just my sister. And sit on her front porch and Give yourself some CEO time. This is timely because it is the summer. We are taking a month and a bit off of the podcast. So this is a pause time for us here at Trish Williams Consulting. And it's a nice pause time for you. It's a time that you can obviously take a break. And I have another podcast about how on earth do OT CEOs and entrepreneurs take time off. But I know you, I know your brain's not going to be totally at rest. And this is something that you can do with typically most of us having a slower time here, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, on some summer holiday and some nicer weather. Talk to you soon. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. 
That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.